When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cameron Smith is joining us. Cam, a very good morning to you. Excited prelim final week? Yes, can't wait, boys. Good morning. Um, we're nearly there. We are nearly there. And what about the matchups this week? Broncos yeah. meet the Warriors. Reese Walsh, how ironic. Reese Walsh versus the club that he just came from, the Warriors, who have done a fantastic job this year, as we know, um, to go as far as they have. But they've played exceptional footy as well. And the two teams that really they've dominated while well, these last two weeks of the season for what the past four or five seasons, the Storm and Penrith take each other on. It's fitting, isn't it, fellas? It's the teams that finished in the top four at the end of the regular season now play off in the last two matches yep. um, before the grand final. Yeah, it's it's been very good. And and then there's Jesse Arthurs too, who really enjoyed his time as a lone player to the Warriors from the Broncos last year. That's another yeah. one. And his brothers are all Kiwis, and they're giving him the Wawa treatment. Yeah. So that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few storylines, isn't there, across you know the, the couple of games. But um, look, I'm I'm really excited for this Broncos Warriors game. I think um, you know, given the way the, the you know the, the the way that the Broncos were able to dispose of you know the Storm in Week One and, and get their their week off um, last week. I think it's got everyone so excited around Brizzy. Um, you know, the whole state's behind the Broncos at the moment. But this this Warriors outfit, it's incredible, fellas. Like, and and I'll tell you, I won't be surprised if there is a, a huge um, like gathering of, of Warriors fans yes. at Suncorp Stadium on Saturday night. They, like, they they will have they will have. Um, a fair amount of of Waz supporters <laughs> at at the ground when they run out onto Suncorp Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, they do. They do everywhere they play in in Queensland. The Titans down there as well as up here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rocco Berry's an interesting one for mine too, and his his matchup will be great. You know, he was a rugby mm. convert from twenty eighteen. But then COVID hit and there was no second grade competition. He had three different coaches. But this year it seems to have all come together for him uh, as, as a right centre. Yeah, no, he's played really well all year, Rocco. Um, I've actually been extremely impressed with their entire uh, back line, particularly their um, you know, back five, back three for the Warriors. Yeah. They remind me, you know, they're very similar to, you know, Penrith, who, you know, they do a lot of the, the hard work coming out of their own end. But then they got great finishes as well. Rocco Berry, one of them. Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, he's, you know, I'm sure we've all seen the highlights that he's produced this year with the way he finishes acrobatically in the corners. But um, they're a team that, oh, look, if, if they if they turn up um, on Saturday night and, and play and particularly start the way they did, against Newcastle, obviously Sean Johnson Ooh. pulling all the strings. He, he had a hand in the first three tries, but they they turned the ball over, tackle three, Greg Marju dropped the ball from the Newcastle Knights, and from there the Warriors just went bang, 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 and just took the game away 
from Newcastle. So I'm sure that's what they'll be looking to to do against the Broncos as well. Yeah, I mean, we had Tommy Hackett on yesterday. So I think the betting, mate, is, is like a dollar forty Bronx. I don't think it's anywhere near that. I mean, they've mm. got they've got a hell of a Ford pack. Yeah. You know, headed up by Vanilla Blake. Mm. So he, he and Haas, that, that's almost worth price yep. of admission alone. And then you've got a, a back line yep. where Johnson's playing the puppet master and got them going in every which way to try and confuse. I know yep. how good this Broncos defence is, but I reckon they're going to provide plenty mm. of challenges. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon you're right, Paddy. I think. Um, well, if you look at both matches, both you know Broncos and Penrith are uh, are heavy favourites, and and rightly so, okay, because they played so well in week one, and you know they they should they should take favouritism coming into this game. But yeah, I, I just think in a two horse race, that's particularly this in this game, like prelim finals. I've I've seen you know over my time watching footy and and playing playing the game, playing in prelims, all you need is just for, you know, one slight little thing to go wrong for one of the teams and the other side turns up and plays the game of their season. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised for any sort of upsets. Look, you know, as, as you look at it right now, you think, well, Brisbane should progress through and Penrith should progress through as well, past the storm. But as, as I said, like these games... If all, all you need is you know one team to turn up and have the game of their season, and they could they could cause an upset. Just just one one more point on the Warriors before we might move on, Pat. I'm not sure what we got in planned, but they seem very consistent, and and Sean Johnson will be a big part of that. Yeah, but they, they they seem to be mm. hating errors more than ever. I've seen them just sort of get, mm. shrug their shoulders at errors over the years, but now they're banging the ground mm. and they're get, getting things right uh, and, and recovering from errors much with much more intensity than normal. Yeah, absolutely, Heels. And I think a lot of that comes down to their, well, their, their new coach this year, Andrew Webster. He, he would have brought across a standard that you got to remember he spent time at the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. So and and you look at the way that they play and that they go about their business, they they are a professional outfit. So there's no there's no questioning what's happened at the Warriors, you know, this year. Sure, Sean Johnson is playing extremely well. Some of the best footy he's played all year. Torhu Harris, Adam Fanua Blake, exceptional football themselves. But Andrew Webster, I'm sure he's taken across a standard that, you know, was set or he knows of at, at the Penrith Panthers and he's gone across and said, Hey fellas. Look, we've got a very talented football side here. There's no questioning that. But we need to raise our standards each week. We need to raise our standards individually yeah. to make sure that, you know, there's, there's an acceptance across the board that there's this is this is where we need to play. So that's where, you know, I agree with you here. It's like they've been so consistent this year, and that's a big reason why they finished in the top four. But, you know, when they make a mistake, they're not, they don't just go, ah, oh, well, you know, I've dropped the ball, I've knocked it on, I kicked out the full. They want to make up for those errors. Mm. Um, so I, I, that's why I'm so excited about this matchup on Saturday against Brisbane. Hey, just quickly on that, I know Brian Fletcher's just, you know, pulling the pin from a hand grenade and tossing it up there just to antagonise Brisbane. <laughs> but, yeah, this a preliminary final should be played at a neutral ground. They're going to get 52 and a half. Mm. On Saturday night, and Brisbane, yeah. you know, yeah. under the rules, are entitled to host it. Whereas Penrith have got to move yep. simply because their stadium holds twenty-two. Yep, yeah, that's it's pretty straightforward math, isn't it, Paddy? It just 
the there's there's minimum minimum requirements become these games, the prelim games, where you need to have um, minimum capacity at your stadium that you're playing at. And unfortunately for Penrith, you know, their stadium doesn't meet that requirement. So they're going to have to move. They, I was actually surprised that they've moved it to a core, um, which seats, it holds 90,000, but I, I can't see them, you know, having anywhere near that. Like they, they'll probably get maybe, what, 30 to the to the Penrith Storm game. Um, I, I was actually anticipating maybe it going to um, Parramatta's home ground. Okay. John Bank Stadium, which would have, I reckon, it would have been more suitable. That holds, that holds thirty. That would have been, that would have been brilliant hosting it there. But they've moved to a core, um, you know. And look, I, <laughs> I can understand, you know, the, the Panthers CEO blowing up because, because the Broncos they do get to host the prelim at their genuine home ground. But you know, if if I've learnt one thing about Penrith, particularly over the last few seasons, is you know, location, day, time, conditions, whatever it is, they, it doesn't bother them. They just right. go out and play their, their style of football and their their brand of football and they get the job done. So I don't think it's going to make too much of a, a difference. It's not going to affect them as far as their performance goes. Um, but that's just the way it is. It's it's Those those rules have been in place for a long time. Mm. I love the themes that all these teams are sort of oper- seem to be operating on Brisbane. We we won't rest on our performances. The Warriors, we they just love coming to play. Melbourne, mm. Harry Grant said, "Well, we we just got to find a way to win. That's the, yep. we might be under understaffed, but let's let's have a go." And Panthers, we can't expect it just to happen. So they, yep. they know what they're trying to do, and they're trying to keep their minds clear. Mm. Yeah, well, they each have their own themes, don't they? Coming into this game. Um, I think for Penrith and, and the Broncos, certainly, you know, they've had a week off. So they've had a good opportunity to rest up and, and take a look at those games across the weekend, you know, watching those those teams that they could have possibly, you know, been facing this week. So they'll be well prepared um, and fresh, which I think particularly for the Broncos, when you watch them play against the Storm, they they just blew the Melbourne Storm off the park. They mm. were... They yeah. were had, they were full of energy, full of running. They were powerful. They just out out muscled Melbourne right from the very beginning. Um, you know, for for Penrith, and I don't know if we talk about it too much, but you know, Nathan Cleary he sent a bit of a scare through their camp yesterday. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Hospital. So you're you're yeah. suspecting it could be more sinister. That that they're not. They're obviously not telling us much, but a finger mm. injury that forces you to go to hospital in the middle of training. Yes. Well, Paddy, if I've seen guys, you know, sort of take a whack to the hand, or you know, maybe just, you know, get a whack to the to the finger, and it just it's a little bit uncomfortable, and they go to the side and check with the physio or the doctor, and they just say, yeah, mate, it's, it's all good. This is all you've done. You might have just, you know, there was a bit of swelling in the knuckle. You'll be okay, but to be taken off the hospital um, for scans, there, there might be a little bit more going on there. I, like. If you're going to hospital, you've probably he's probably dislocated it yeah. um, in some place, um, and it's had to be put back in. But you know, guys play on with dislocations. If there's any sort of compound fracture um, or or any break, that's when there are issues for the player. But I think you know Penrith have already come out and said, look, it, you know, look, we went off. He was cleared. He'll play. He's a tough bloke, Nathan Cleary. Yep. Um, he's you know he's only a, he's only a smaller fella on the field compared to all the other guys, but he's a, he's a tough bloke, and this is one game that he won't want to miss. So he'll take the field, 
um, and they'll have him comfortable to get through that 80 minutes. Okay, mate, we're going to get uh, packed houses here for Lions and the NRL on Saturday. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't remember, and I know you've been in Melbourne for a long time, but I certainly, Hilton, I can't remember a bigger weekend or bigger day of football in this city. It's just, yep. it's, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's um, and it's great for you know sport in in Brizzy and in Queensland. Imagine the Broncos and the Lions both winning through to the grand final. Yep. Um, it's just it's just incredible. So I know it's going to be a huge weekend. Lions are Friday night, aren't they? At the Gabba? No, no, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon at five oh, fifteen. Yeah, they put them on. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So well, okay. Paddy's so, just got <laughs> enough time, I reckon. If he gets his sister out of the Gabba, and she's the chairman, <laughs> she's the chairperson, he's got to get her into well, the car and get over to Suncorp. No, you know the only so reason I've mentioned it because I was going to try and embarrass. Cameron, in to see whether I can borrow his chopper saddle. We're going to land it on the top of the hospital. <laughs> on the can. hospital. Can yeah. you use that pad? You want to be Come quick. On, Come on, Pat. Come on, Pat. Don't want an, or, an organ oh. arriving or hovering well. waiting for you to take off. All right, let's get yeah. serious. How do, how do they shut down Sean Johnson? Oh, well, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? He's... Um, there was a lot of doubt on him last week with that calf injury, but he came out and absolutely just played the house down. And I tell you, I was listening to one of his um, his pre-game interviews. It was with Jonathan Thurston, and he actually spoke about how, you know, uh, you know, like he he acknowledges that he's not Sean Johnson of you know the first couple of years in his mm. career, where you know he had he had blinding pace. You know his agility, his footwork, all these big cutout passes and all that sort of stuff. He he said, "Look, I'm I'm I can't do that anymore. So I've actually adjusted my game to suit what I, what I can do now, which is, mm. I think, the main reason why he's playing as as good as he's ever played. He actually plays with a lot more tempo now. And what I mean by that is, if you look at that game on the weekend, he actually catches the ball. He's moving quite fast, but then he slows down." manipulates the defence and then just comes up with the right pass, whichever pass he needs to come up with to put someone into space. So that's a big reason why he's playing so well. And at times, you know, talking about shutting him down, Paddy, it's so hard to do when you've got a guy that, that plays with that different style of that different tempo. He's not, he's not running flat out into your defensive line all the time, which makes it a little bit easier to make decisions. They've got to be, I'm sure Kevy would have done a lot of, homework on him throughout this week and we'll continue to in the next couple of days. Um, but just trying to find some ways where he can control what he does. What what they do have to do is they have to try and take the time away from Sean Johnson because we've seen this year, like when he's got time and he's got space to make decisions, he'll he'll come up with the right play more times than not. And, and the guys particularly inside him, and you mentioned one before uh, a bit earlier, Paddy, you know, Adam Fanua Blake, he, he's playing as well as any front row in the comp, and I'm including Payne Haas. You know, he scored a try of his own on the weekend. So that's another threat that they have to look after. It's not just all Sean Johnson. You've got Adam Fanua Blake, who's playing exceptionally well himself, and then Torhu Harris as well. He's the guy that just, he plays as a link in the middle and he actually gives or creates time for Sean Johnson on the outside as well. So there's Sean Johnson. He's the main man, of course. But there's other threats in their uh, uh, in their attacking line that the Broncos are going to have to take care of as well. So it's 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 multiple threats coming at you. 
which is which what makes the Warriors so dangerous. Mm. Well, you're taking time and and space away from Sean Johnson. How, how do you how do you expect the Broncos to try that? Does someone jam in on him, or do they all make sure they maintain their line? Well, I, I, heels. It's the, the the pressure, right? The pressure where you take time away from him has to come from the inside. Mm-hmm. I think if if you try and jam from the outside, if you have outside men like Tony Staggs and Herbie Farnworth jamming on the outsides, he Sean Johnson loves that. Yeah, he loves seeing guys leaving their defensive line. You know, from the outside coming in, and then he picks them off with his pass, with yep. his pass selection and his vision, right? So he's got a nice long ball that he can hit, you know, over the top, you know, hitting a winger, much like we've seen Adam Reynolds do a couple of times this year. Uh, but then he's got a nice little short ball he can play to his back rower, um, you know. So he's he's got that, he's got a lot of Arsenal to his to his kit bag, but. I think for mine, the pressure's got to come from the inside. So there's a big job for the middle forwards of the Broncos this week to try and take some time and space away from him. Yeah, well, let's get on to your favourite topic, the Storm. And, and of course, they'll, <laughs> they'll start outsiders mm. against Penrith, mm. who are favourites again to yep. go to, the, uh, go to the, uh, the well again for a third time. Christian Welch mm-hmm. spoke on the, on the challenge that Penrith uh, that confronts. Oh, it's pretty tough, isn't it? Penrith and Penrith. <laughs> well, been, yeah, mate, they've been the, the best team like, the last three or four years. It's been so dominant. and um, Yeah, we're going to give it a red-hot crack. And, you know, we've lost twice this year, but we've also led the game twice. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, we're, we're confident we can go down there and, and get a result. But obviously, we have a big appreciation and respect for Penrith as a football side, um, how good they are and how they've been able to stay at the top and still lose talented players every year. Um, yeah, they're, they're all class. So you said that uh, your little heart skipped a beat when uh, you heard that Cleary had been taken to hospital. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I did. I actually had a little smile on my face. Not, not, <laughs> not only, only from a storm point of view, not, not thinking, um, you know, that, that, that's what I, what I wanted for, for Nathan Cleary, but you know, what, what yeah. Christian Welsh just said then, you know, he's completely right. It's, um, he, um, they have been the best side now for the last three years. They've been the most consistent footy side, and they can play under you know all sorts of different conditions and still win. So if you think back to the last time these two teams met, they were playing um, at at Marvel Stadium under the roof. A lot of the Penrith players hadn't played there before, and the Storm jumped out to a fourteen nil mm. lead, um, and it looked like like wow, the Penrith have finally cracked. Like this is. Is this their decline? Um, but <laughs> they just stayed patient. Um, they fought their way through. Nathan Cleary wasn't actually playing that night. That's that's when he had that. He was still battling with that hamstring injury. Um, but they got the job done. They fought back, and they ended up actually winning comfortably. They put thirty-four points on the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. The Storm, the Storm were only able to score two points in in the remaining sixty minutes of the game. So that just shows, you know. <laughs> where they are at the moment and how in control of their game and how confident and the amount of belief that they have in each other, no matter the situation, they get behind on the scoreboard. They just think, well, it doesn't matter. Like we'll, we'll, we'll find our way back. We'll just, we'll get back to our game plan and we'll get the job done. As good as Richard is too. Yeah. You you need Jerome Hughes back there, don't you? He and Munster. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was down in Melbourne for that game last week against the Roosters and look, they, they, they got through by the skin of their teeth. It come, it, it, it took a 
what the last two minutes for you know Cam Munster to come up with a, a brilliant kick, and then on top of that, what was even even better than the kick was the Will Warbrick taking the corner, and then you know fought his way to get to that trial line to win the match for Melbourne. So, um, uh, but no, no Jerome Hughes. But I was talking to a few of the the assistant coaches after the game, and they said, look, we're we're really confident he'll be back. Um, I'm not sure whether he will be a hundred percent, but I think if Jerome Hughes is anywhere around 75, 80% fit, I, I just think you've got to put him in. This is this is a very different game um, compared to last week when they took on the Roosters, although the Roosters brought some, some pretty good form into the game. They've won six in a row, but this is a very different prospect taking on you know the minor premiers, playing in Sydney and a team that's rested and ready to go. Who wins them, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh look! I, I hope my boys get up. I hope they get up. I'd love to see them back in a grand final. It's it's going to be a very very tough game for them. I, I was saying to Heels in the break. Look, for the Melbourne Storm to win, they're going to have to play. They're going to have to have their best performance of 2023 to win. That's just, there's there's no other way about it. They're just going to have to play their very best game of football. Can they do it? Oh, oh, absolutely, they they can. But I'm. But um, I, I think Penrith should, and they will take favouritism into this game. Um, and if they play anywhere near their best, I think it might be too strong for Melbourne. Um, with the other game, look, this is this for me. This is the this is the closer of the two games. Um, although the Broncos extremely dominant in their last outing against the Storm, um, I'm going to go with Broncos. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Bronx. I'm going to go to the Bronx. Look, they 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 had an outstanding regular season. Finished second. Almost took out the minor premiership. They're at home. Um, I think they might be a bit too strong given they've had the week off. So we might see a Penrith Broncos grand final. All right, and I know you'd uh, you'd love to see the Storm there, but I I, I tend to agree with mm. you. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to them. They're both in great matches, mate. Thank you very much for your time as usual. Go on your camp. Thank you, boys. Looking forward to it. See yeah. you next week. Yeah, for sure.